Welcome to Real Talk with Real Sisters. I'm Brooke. And I'm Emily. And this is a podcast where we have conversations about the real stuff. Everything from relationships, health, faith, and daily life. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about seasons and transitions. uh, Just with everything that's going on in Brooke's life and kind of in mine too. But before we get into it, I kind of just wanted to talk about our week and just see what's up. So, Brooke, do you have a funny story or something about your week that you want to share? A funny story? I probably have one, but I haven't given myself time to think about a funny story. But I've definitely had a week. Yeah. Um, It's just been every day I feel like I wake up, I have a million things to check off my list, and then... At the like two seconds later, I feel like it's the end of the day mm. and I'm hitting my head to the pillow. Yeah. So um, I definitely feel like the days have been flying by. This whole week has been really fast. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know if I have a funny story for you. <laughs> That's okay because <laughs> I have a really great story. So yes. I know I talked to you about this yesterday, but I'm not going to name names of this specific massage parlor, but let's just say that I was a member of this massage parlor where you can go in and get a massage every month as long as you pay for this uh, subscription type thing. It's almost like a gym membership where you pay your gym membership and you get to go whenever you want, except you pay your monthly fee and you can get at least one massage every month. So I've been Mm -hmm. a member there for like a year and a half and they obviously couldn't take anybody over the summer because of COVID. So I haven't been going since probably February and they just started charging my account again. And so I was like, you know what, if they're going to be charging me, I've got to get in there. I had like six and a half credits. Oh my gosh. So it's like half a year's worth. So I decided to book a couple this past week. I had one of the worst massages of my entire life. Oh so my gosh. I went in and I always ask for the same thing every single time. I say, I hold a lot of tension in my upper back and my neck area. If you could just focus on that, then you don't have to do like a full body massage. You can just focus on like my upper body. And most of the time they're like, okay, perfect. Like they just give me a back massage basically the whole time and like work on my upper body and my neck. And so I came into this appointment and it was a 90 minute session. So an hour and a half. And I said, uh, the same thing that I always say. And she said, well, we do have 90 minutes. So first I was so caught off guard by that. I was like, okay, well, you're serving me. Like I'm paying you to give me a massage. So you should be giving me whatever I want. Um, but I was like, okay, whatever you think is best, like you can do whatever, just please focus on my upper back. So we get into the massage. I'm super excited. It's 90 minutes. I usually only book 60. So I'm like, oh great. I get 90 minutes. Um, so they should focus on my back even more. And I kid you not, She did not touch my shoulder area, my upper back, like my traps where I always hold a bunch of like knots. She didn't even touch it. Okay. Oh my gosh. And I love a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, well I go up to firm, which I'm like, that's one less than what they call. I think that on their spectrum, there's like light, medium, firm, and then heavy or something like that. So she was one below the heavy mark. 
And so I was like, that's fine. Like as long as she's firm, um, I can handle that. She was not anywhere near a lot of pressure. And so the fact that she didn't do what I wanted her to do, which is massage my back. Right. And that she spent 90 minutes just massaging like my arms and my legs. I was like so frustrated. So I already wanted to cancel my membership, but that was just the last straw. So the next day I was like, Hey guys, I'm canceling my membership. I can't stand the people that you hire. And I felt like this for probably a good eight months. I just haven't loved the massages I've been getting. I used to get one from one girl, but she left on maternity leave and then she never came back. So I was like, there's really no point because the one girl that I found that I liked doesn't even work there anymore. And you had been struggling to find your massage therapist that you really loved for like a while. You were really giving it everything you could. You were like trying all these different people and then you found that one girl and then she got Yeah. So that's really frustrating. Yeah. So after she left, I was like, there's really no point in me staying because I tried to find somebody. I probably went through like five or six different people. So, but how was yours last night? Mine was, so I also got a massage and um, this is just the week for massages, I think. (laughs) Uh, But they, my massage was actually really good, Emily. Yeah. So I had that same girl that you said, and she did do a pretty good job. Yeah. It wasn't great, but I just like it so firm. Like I like it to hurt a little bit. You know what I mean? I do understand that. I don't. I like to have it as like a time where I can just, I do like the firm. Don't get me wrong. It gets all the knots out and everything, but I also am like going there to relax and I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm in pain. Oh my gosh. Like that kind of thing. I want to just I, relax. I totally understand that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel the same way, but at the same time, I need them to work out my knots. I need yes. you to help me. And that's why I um, always tell her, I say, I am on the firmer side of medium pressure. <laughs> that's very so, detailed. <laughs> yes. And she's like, I totally get you. And then she did exactly what I wanted her to do. She and I was had really great, nice. Yes. She's so like, this one particular girl listens to what you want. And then she does it. And I told her like my right shoulder was really killing me. And she focused so much time on that right shoulders to Mm. the point where I was, I left and I was like, oh, wow, I can move it in a better way. And yeah, so I was very pleased. That's awesome. I'm so glad you had a good experience. (laughs) Me too. I was like struggling because um, last night Emily made dinner and texted our little sister group that she had made dinner and was like, if you want to come over, come on over. And um, Which I, I was have... kind of joking. I know. But like also serious if you guys yeah. wanted to hang out. But... Yeah. But she texted me that about maybe 30 minutes before my massage or an hour before my massage. And I was like, no, oh my gosh. And then my sister who I... um haven't seen in a little bit was also was like oh I'm gonna go and hang out for a bit and my nephew and my brother-in-law so I was just feeling like a seven (laughs) (laughs) with the major FOMO Mm. for a moment but I did actually take the Enneagram test again Emily did you really and I got a two a two I got a two yep 
Oh my god. So I don't know. We need to have a whole episode about Enneagrams. We do because Emily believes she's a one. And it's interesting if I am a two, it's interesting that I'm right next to you, but I'm so we're both so different. So I does need that to figure out which ones are compatible with each yeah, other? Too. Yeah. I do know that a two and a nine are very compatible. They're like the um Which isn't a Karen Karen a nine? Yes, Karen is a nine. Yep. Shout out to Karen. Hey, what's Shout up, out to Karen. Karen? We love you. We love you and miss you. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> okay, Aww. so let's talk about the season that you're in right now. The transition yes. that you've been going through the last week. For those of you that don't know, I just moved out of my sister and brother-in-law's basement. Um, I was renting out that whole entire floor from them and I was kind of just I don't know I was very comfortable there getting by but I felt like I needed a change and my life just felt very stagnant and especially with all of this COVID stuff I just feel like I have not I'm not working towards anything everything was like shut down and like my life just felt like it was at a standstill and then my friend reached out to me and said, I really would love to um, move out. And I was like, I would totally move in with you if it was at the right place, the right location, the right price, all of that was good. I'm totally down. And I am definitely picky, but I'm willing to like sacrifice a couple on a couple things. So as far as like space, I'm willing to sacrifice on that because I can always downsize. I'm somebody who's like, if I need to simplify my life, I will do it in a heartbeat. So getting rid of things does not bother me. And I think that also stems from growing up in a home where um, there was a lot of hoarding going on, but it just made me want to get rid of things even more and not hold value to things too tightly. But anyways, I was like, all right, let's go look at some places. And we were sending things back and forth for a while, like uh, pictures of apartments that we had seen. And we finally settled on this one place. We were like, let's go check this out because it's the right place. It is definitely at um, the 20 minute mark for commute to my work. So that's a little bit, um, it's not necessarily bad, but it's definitely at like the higher end of what I would have wanted um, for a commute. But we went and saw it and it was really nice. It was everything we needed, but it wasn't um, a big space. So I had to downsize a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was everything we needed and it worked out. So we moved in on Saturday. At least I moved in on Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, sorry. Yes, Sunday. My other roommate moved in on Saturday. Um, so moved in on Sunday and then every day I've just been like going to the store, getting things that we need for the kitchen, the bathroom, hooks mm. to hang things, like just random odds and ends. Like I didn't yeah. even realize I was out of light bulbs. So <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but need light bulbs in your life. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, but now it's the end of the week, and I feel very settled um, and 
getting into a groove here, getting used to the commute, getting used to the area. Um, I'm not quite used to the area yet. It's still definitely a challenge and a yeah. adjustment, an adjustment. But yeah, like you said, the Wegmans that is near you, you don't like. I do not like this Wegmans, and I feel like that is the determining factor of <laughs> wherever you move. If you don't like the Wegmans, it's like a curse on your time there. But well, I, it, I'm just it's, joking. But. It's funny because when I first moved over into John's place, well, mm-hmm. maybe not first when we moved in, but when before when we were dating and we would have to run to Wegmans to grab something if we were making dinner together or like mm-hmm. for whatever – I would go in there and I'd be like, oh, this is like such a weird Wegmans. It's so small and like the produce isn't the same as the one that I'm used to. I know. And so that's how I felt at first. But now that I think I've been there longer, I'm like, oh, this isn't really that bad. Like you become more familiar with it. And I've been to your Wegmans Brook because it's the one that's closest to John's parents' house. And it really isn't that bad. It's it isn't. Nice. I know. It's just different from what you're used to. And you're used to going to that huge Wegmans where there's tons more variety of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they probably just have a lot of cool and interesting products because that's where that type of stuff goes is to that bigger Wegmans. And so it's obviously going to be different, but I think you'll still like it. You'll get used to it. I know. Yeah, I will get used to it. And there's a bunch of like little shops here and there that are close by to me now that have never been close Mm. by to me that I'm kind of excited to have nearby. Um, It's so funny too, because you're closer to us. Like, so yesterday, John and I were out and we were like, oh, we're so close to Brooke. Like we should go say hi, but you are working. I know. Yes. Well, yeah, you should definitely come over. I want you to come over at some point soon. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that little things that you guys will be doing around this area will be now much closer to me. So that's definitely exciting. Um, But it's, it's a different season now. I can feel it already because I feel like I'm going, I don't know, I'm revisiting young adult Brooke rather than motherly brook i guess yeah because you're going from almost being taylor's in-home nanny which is yeah. fine mm-hmm. it but was totally you're just fine. like living in more of a family-oriented household yeah um with obviously your sister and brother mm-hmm. and you're going from that to now being on your own again as yeah. a single person just living their life yeah How do you feel about that? Like, are you excited to live with other girls again and, like, have different roommates that aren't your sister? Like, you're not even living with me anymore. I know. I know. And for those that don't know, I lived with Emily for, I think it was it three years, Emily? Or was it? It was. Longer. I think it it was, yeah, like three years. Yeah, because we lived at Dad's. Yeah, for, like, a few months. And then we lived with our other roommate Katie shout out to Katie what's up and (laughs) that was like my favorite time was living with her in that apartment because you loved the location for like a year and a half and Mm -hmm. yeah I loved the location it was close to the city yeah so I miss that place and those times although I am very happy for the season that I'm in yeah but I would say that I am Definitely excited to see how this season's going to change me. I was actually just praying this morning about 
just what's going to happen and how it's going to grow me. Hopefully I just ask God to grow me during this time. And, Mm. um, I feel excited for this time. I feel excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it was very, very fast how fast it happened. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. Cause I feel like you were telling me about how you wanted to move in with these two girls and then literally a week later you're like oh yeah we found this place and then you guys all went and saw it a couple days later and then it was like you were moving in that weekend I know it was very fast I feel like it happened overnight but yeah I'm I'm still so which do you think that was like a shock for you and do you think like that made it harder to transition out of Taylor and Shem's I was just going to say that, actually. I feel like it didn't give me time to process the fact that I was losing something that I had mm. and I loved. Um, because there was absolutely... I can't name you one thing that I didn't like about living with Taylor and Shem. Mm-hmm. Not even one. Because I even... Some people may say, like, well, wasn't it a lot of work to, like, um, watch your nephew and stuff and, like, feel like you were... Um, a second mom or whatever but I I look at it as like I got to see Felix every day yeah I got to see my nephew every day I got to like watch him grow up for the past six months or eight months that I've been there so I saw it as a privilege and I was very grateful to have that time with so close to Taylor Mm -hmm. and I was also saying I've gotten to be able to live a young adult life close to you, Emily, for the past, the three years that we did, but I never got to spend any time living with Taylor in that close proximity as a young adult. Mm. And it's, you're way different, obviously, as a young adult than you are growing up in your home. Mm -hmm. So being able to see and connect with Taylor and talk with her and grow with her through this season that she was going through as a new mom but also me as a sister to her and her as a sister to me and we're both older and maturing and growing it just was a very I I'm gonna be holding that time the same way that I hold it the same way that I held that time that I had with you Emily for those Mm -hmm. three years very near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna treasure them because it's time that I got just the two of us or like just you and I or it's just like it's something that I know I'll remember for the rest of my life yeah and now you'll have a new season now that you'll be able to remember exactly yes yes I'm so excited for you guys I think it'll be fun I think so too I can already see some things that I'm I'm just looking like I'll walk through our apartment because it's only one floor. We're sharing a house with somebody, so they own the 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 floor below us, and then we own the upper floor, or rent, I should say. And I was just walking through our floor and going into the living room and everything and sitting down. And I was like, I'm really gonna miss this place, and it's only been a week. It's only been a week here, but I was like, oh man, you know, when this is all over, I'm really gonna miss this place. <laughs> It is a really like cute place. It's yeah, small and, I, and it's it's not anything that's extravagant, but it's no. like modest and cute 
And I love the hardwoods in the living room and like in your bedroom. And as soon as I saw your bedroom and then I saw the other two bedrooms, I was like, of course, Brooke got the one bedroom with hardwoods. Oh my gosh. You (laughs) know it. That's like in the lease agreement. Brooke (laughs) has to have the hardwood bedroom floor. Oh, it's so (laughs) bad. Because I have to have the carpet floor in our other house. I know. I'm I'm so bad. But I actually, um, when we were, (laughs) before we even looked at the place, I asked my two roommates, I would sign the lease today if I could get the hardwood room. <laughs> and they were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Such a you thing to say too. But they had no problem with it. So nobody else was like, no, I want the hardwood room. I don't know. But it's just a quirk that I have. I'm like, if I could have the hard room, hardwood floor room, I'm good. Well, I love it. I love that little quirk. Yeah. So Emily, I want to talk to you about your seasons changing and how you're transitioning in your career a little bit with photography. Tell me how that's going for you. Yeah. So initially, I know I mentioned this on the podcast before, I think, but my contract was supposed to be up in October because you can't work for more than a year as a temp uh, in the bank that I work at. And so because of COVID and because we're still working from home, they just extended it to January. So because we're all working from home, it's very hard to train people from home. We just hired another temp um, and I've been training her at home, but it's very hard. So because of that, they got approval to extend temps um, for the time being. So they extended me until the middle of February. And I kind of was not too happy about that because I wanted to be done in October with Taylor having the baby in November and just because I wanted to focus more on my photography and building that up and just really putting all of my efforts into that but and I could still walk away from the job in October if I really felt like I wanted to but I think like as I was talking with you and Taylor this week, I think this could be actually a gift from God because it does give me the opportunity to make a little bit more money for longer and to save up. And we want to furnish our front room, which has been empty since John moved in three years ago. So we want to be able to do that and like save more money. And so I think it could actually be a gift from God, even yeah. though the job can be kind of um, monotonous and annoying at times, I think it will be good to stay there until February. Yeah. I think that it'll provide you with more flexibility maybe with your career changing in mm-hmm. where, whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because you have a plan in your head and God just comes and he's like, nope, we're not going to have this plan. You, everything that you have expected to happen it's not going to happen now like now's not the right time um and I think I mean I I let myself grieve for the day I was very sad and upset when I got that email that said that I was extended so I let myself be sad and like angry and frustrated with the situation and my plans changing but then as I talked with you and Taylor and I talked with John and just you know logistically like the future and what it holds for us Mm -hmm it actually, it's a good thing really to have a job, especially during this time where I don't want to be working somewhere in public. Like I would much rather be working from home and 
staying safe and just the ability to work from home is such a gift to me. So I, yeah, I just, I can't complain about being extended past when I was supposed to be extended past when anyone has ever worked there as a temp, you know? Yeah. And I, I love how you just said you have a plan in your head and then God just comes and changes it because I definitely had a plan in my head that the next time that I moved would be into (laughs) a home or something that I would purchase Mm. long term. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also always been in love with tiny homes. So I had this envision in my head of building a tiny home and that would be like the next place that I would invest in. I never would have thought that I would be moving into an apartment with two girls at all. Yeah. Um, but God has other plans. And God wants you to stay young. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but so like you just said, you have to allow yourself to grieve what you lost. So I actually, um, the first night that I was here, I actually just cried a ton because I was grieving the loss of um, being with my sister and all that. And I, I really suppressed crying about it because I did not, I thought in my head, crying about this is going to mean that it's wrong and that it's bad. Mm. But that is not necessarily what crying is. It's just releasing something building in you. And it Mm -hmm. could have even just been the stress of moving and all that had happened the last day to get me to my head on the pillow that night, that first night that I was here. And it surfaced as me becoming emotional, emotional, but it just, you, you can't look at crying as something where you're, it's something that says the situation you're in is bad. That's not really the case. And I think I, I've thought that too, as well. Like if I cry, that means that I'm weak or that I am unhappy with the situation or right. it just shows that you're, you don't know how to handle your emotions. That's what I always thought. But I think right. especially with like knowing John and him being very open with his emotions um, has just shown me like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to grieve about things. It's okay to be sad, but It doesn't mean that you have to stay sad. Like you can be sad about a situation, but then you can, you know, move on and see your next steps and know that it's just going to be different. Yep. And you, I don't think that God made us people who can adjust like right on the spot because I have, I just have this theory in my head and maybe people can reach out and tell me if they've had this theory too. But I think that God has us in this world to wait for things and to be patient Mm. because we had to wait for Jesus and now we have to wait for his return. But all through life, life is just one long wait. And I don't mean that in a depressing way. I just mean that it's a way, it's the best way for you to grow is to learn patience and to trust God through it. Right. Well, you're always going to be in a season that you wish you weren't in. Yeah. So my great example is I am always looking towards the next season and such a 
thing that I'm trying to work on. But I'm always like, okay, I'm single. Now I need to be dating somebody. Okay, now I'm married. Now we need to have a kid. Now we have a kid. Okay, now we need to like finish this project on the house. And it's mm-hmm. it's I it's hard for me to enjoy the season that I'm in currently without looking ahead to the next season. And I think that's the planner in me that likes to be very uh, ready for whichever next season is coming. Um, for sure. But I think that there is beauty in just being in the season that you're in. Yes, contentment, Yeah, for sure. And there, you're always going to have to be waiting for something too. So like I'll try to rush things because I think that I'm getting too old or like time is passing too fast and I need to get things done or like we need to have a kid or whatever. But being patient and being content with the season that you're in, is it's hard, but it can be very rewarding. I totally agree with that. How are you feeling with the progression of your photography side of things with all of these gigs you have on the weekends? I mean, most of them I'm doing for free just to build my portfolio. I've only done a couple um, that have actually paid me and have reached out to me. Um, but I'm feeling pretty like excited. It always makes me really happy to shoot people and then to be able to edit the pictures the way that I like them and not that like other people mm-hmm. like them. Um, so yeah, it's a nice creative outlet. Yeah. It is very time consuming though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how is editing going? Editing's pretty good. I feel like I've finally come to where I want to be. Not exactly, but I've come very close to where I want to be. All right, guys. Well, that's the podcast for the week. We're so glad that you listened. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to enjoy the season that you're in. Yes. If you get anything from this podcast, just enjoy the season you're in and contentment and all of that. (laughs) Hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much.